0: The following is a hoop bowl presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball Minnesota Timberwolves Podcast. My name is Stuart Burkhardt, and I am your host today on the podcast. We are going to recap the Timberwolves' 116-106 victory over the Sacramento Kings. It does feel nice to say that. Before we get to that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at beefstu 69 That is B-E-E-F-S-T-U-6-9. And be sure to check us out over at hoop-ball.com. All the basketball content you're looking for, hoop-ball.com. So... Two pieces of news that I want to get to before we start talking about the game specifically. The first piece of news is that D'Angelo Russell was back, and that's the positive news. He was back and was good. He had a, a, a good game and was one of the reasons they won. I think one of the main reasons they won, especially in the fourth quarter... This game was close, and D'Angelo Russell took over, and it's one of the main reasons they won. I'll get to that in a minute, talk more specifically about the game he had, but just really nice to see him back on the court. The other piece of news is that Malik Beasley will miss four to six weeks. It's really frustrating the day that D'Angelo Russell comes back. I mean, within minutes of the report that D'Angelo Russell was going to be playing today, Malik Beasley is reported to be out for another 4 to 6 weeks. And there's really it's just unfortunate. It's going to happen, you know, every team's going to have injuries here and there and all of that kind of stuff, but it's frustrating when you're a a team that has had that defining their franchise for the last couple of years. That has been the defining feature of this franchise for the last at this point, over a year, that the best players on this team can't stay healthy at the same time. So that's very frustrating and very annoying, to be honest with you. When I saw that news, my thought was probably what your thought was, which is, of course. I wasn't upset. I I wasn't heartbroken. I was just like, yeah, that's... That's what I expect at this point. And that's what I get for being a Timberwolves fan, so. Let's get into the game a little bit here. So this game was pretty tightly contested throughout. There were a couple of spurts where one of the teams would get up uh, seven, eight points. But nothing crazy. The whole game, basically, until the fourth quarter, this game was really close. And a couple of things I do want to mention here. In the uh, first game with D'Angelo Russell back, he played only 24 minutes. He was on a minute limit. In those 24 minutes, he got off 19 shots and scored 25 points. He also had five rebounds, three assists, a steal on a block, only two turnovers. Uh, he shot four of seven from deep, seven of nine from the line, uh, seven of 19 overall from the field. And there was some rust, especially early on there were a couple of shots whether they were you know an open mid-range shot and there was an open layup as well where he missed a shot and you just thought that's not something he's going to miss very often normally you know and they were rimming out so this could have been a really big night if he just gets a couple more of those shots to fall he could have had 30 points very easily just because he you know a couple shots didn't fall that are shots that would normally fall for him on the Sacramento side, I do want to talk a little bit Sacramento, and then we'll get into the Wolves. Uh, Buddy Healed had a very Buddy Healed game. He shot, he made six three-pointers and didn't make any other shots. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was the, the person that really gave the Wolves fits. He shot 8 of 16, 2 of 4 from deep. He was 13 of 15 from the line. That's ridiculous. He had uh, six rebounds, nine assists, and 31 points. So a nice stat line there from De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he he was awesome. And it was really frustrating because time and time again, De'Aaron Fox was driving into the paint. And it's like, please don't foul De'Aaron Fox. Please don't foul De'Aaron And every time he got fouled. Um, and And I'm not even saying it was not a matter of the Wolves were getting, like he was getting calls he shouldn't have been getting. He was getting fouled. He is just one of the fastest and best driving players in the NBA. So when he gets ahead of steam towards the rim, it's really, really difficult not to foul him. And so it was frustrating to watch because it it slowed the game down a lot. And the Wolves were dealing with that. But otherwise, the Wolves had one of their better games defensively, I thought. I want to first mention Mr. Wancho Hernan Gomez. He shot 5 of 10 from the field. He went to the line four times, shot 6 of 8 from the line. He also had nine rebounds. He had an assist and a steal. He had 17 points. This was the best game Wancho has had all year. He was making smart cuts. He was playing really well. And like I said, he had those 9 rebounds. And of those 9 rebounds, 4 of them were offensive rebounds. I've been hammering the offensive rebounding. The Wolves have been getting beat on the glass. In this game, they did allow 10 offensive rebounds. But they themselves picked up 15. When you crash the offensive glass and you're able to out-rebound the other team, that's just going to make a huge difference. And they out-rebounded the Kings by a lot. They out-rebounded them 62-50. to 50. That's just giving your team so many extra possessions, and it makes you so much better. And Wancho was a big part of that. Again, he had nine rebounds. I have a lot of positive things to say, rebounding-wise. And that's where I wanted to start, because Wancho just had a fantastic game, and really made the case that he should still be in this rotation and Chris Finch has gone to him over Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt uh, didn't play again and it, to me it's just like when you're at that point where Juancho Hernan Gomez is, at this, he, in this game he actually played more minutes than Jaden McDaniels did I wouldn't be shocked to see him start sometimes over Jaden McDaniels I know that you might not like hearing that as a Wolves fan. You might say, well, we need to be starting Jaden McDaniels. I agree. I think he should be playing more than Wancho. I think he's better than Wancho. But, I mean, you can't deny that Wancho, of late, has been playing a little bit better. But this game was about finally getting to see D'Angelo Russell play with Carl Anthony Towns. I think this was their sixth, their seventh game together. It was their sixth game together, I believe, and I think they're now four and two with those two on the floor. I mentioned some of Delo's stats earlier. I'll reiterate: twenty-five points, seven and nineteen from the field, four of seven from three, seven and nine from the line, five rebounds, three assists, a steal and a block, two turnovers. But for Delo. The first three quarters were just knocking the rust off, and he played about 12 minutes in the first half. And then he came in in the fourth quarter. And I believe out of the team's last 18 points, him and Carl Anthony Towns had 16 of them. Actually, I think they had all 18 of their last 18 points in this game. It was awesome. It was truly like, it was crazy to see D'Angelo Russell playing again. And it was weird because we've seen this team without him for so long. And there were a lot of people that were crapping on him earlier in the year. And I understand, you know, he shoots a lot of mid-range shots. But man, when he has, when he was playing then, I mean, he was playing without Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards wasn't then who he is now. He did not have anywhere near the confidence he has now as far as the willingness to, to take shots and to drive to the lane. So Anthony Edwards, I think, is much better now than he was when D'Angelo Russell was last playing. And D'Lo was a positive player for them. He wasn't a sieve defensively. They got him off of De'Aaron Fox. He spent a lot of time guarding De'Lon Wright and He was just generally very good, I thought, and especially, like I said, in that fourth quarter, there was a point where he made two threes, and then he made a two, and it was like three or four straight possessions where he scored, and, you know, you you remember sort of what it feels like to have a player who's like that, to have that ice ice in his veins type of guy, and... The difference is he wants to take those shots. He wants to be the guy that pushes you ahead in the fourth quarter and makes you win a game. That's what he—he he, that's who he wants to be as a basketball player. And he's getting to play with his best friend, Carl Antony Towns. And he only played 24 minutes in this game, but he had 25 points. He took 19 shots in 24 minutes. We're going to see a lot of D'Angelo Russell going forward as he's, he's going to get ramped back up, I think, very quickly. I think by the next time that this team plays, which is Wednesday, they play at the Pacers, I think D'Angelo Russell will be starting. He didn't start in this game, actually, which is a weird thing, but I think he'll be starting and I think he will play 30-plus minutes. And, yeah, the lineups with him and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards together, with those three together, clearly their best lineups in this game. And, frankly, the best lineups they've looked, like, they looked better with those lineups than they've looked in in a long time. <laughs> they looked like a competent basketball team that could win games with those three out there together. And I loved down the stretch, uh, they used Nas Reed a lot as well. Nas was a plus 21, which is really impressive. Uh, 10 points, seven rebounds, two of three from three. Nas threed. I'm now going to start calling him. And yeah, the, the seven defensive rebounds are really nice because, again, I've, I've mentioned this before, Nas Reed has struggled with rebounding. So if you have Nas Reed and Juancho Hernan Gomez pulling down a combined 16 rebounds a night, the Wolves are going to win a lot of games, if that's the case. And D'Angelo Russell had five rebounds as well. Now let's talk Anthony Edwards, who had eight rebounds. I mean, everyone was rebounding on this team except for Ricky Rubio, I will say. So he had eight rebounds. He had 19 points, five assists, uh, two steals, seven turnovers. Five of 15, three of 10. So a really inefficient night for Anthony Edwards. He did shoot six, of seven from the free throw line. So that was good. But he was trying to operate as a playmaker, and it was really interesting because when D'Angelo Russell was out there, a lot of times D'Angelo Russell was not instigating the offense. Now, he started to do that a little bit more in the fourth quarter, but early in the game, there was a lot of Anthony Edwards instigating the offense, and D'Angelo Russell was, you know, receiving passes from him and Carl Anthony Towns and playing more as a shooting guard. We saw a ton of that for the first three quarters. And I love that a lot of, I think, the best teams in the NBA, you know, they have multiple stars. And what they'll do is they'll instigate the offense with different people to give the defense different looks. Because if you instigate the offense with the same person every time, it's a lot easier to defend. So I love the idea of sometimes having Anthony Edwards instigate the offense and sometimes having D'Angelo Russell instigate the offense. Because D'Angelo Russell is a very good three-point shooter. We're talking a guy who's shooting 40%. So a guy who can shoot 40% from three-point, he should be able to very positively impact this team, even off-ball offensively, just from the spacing he provides. And hopefully that continues to be the case. And I think that, you know, Ant had a little bit of an off game efficiency-wise, fine, whatever. He was a plus 15. He played some of the best defense he's played all year. It was noticed by myself and noticed by the uh, Jim Peterson. There was a point where he stopped Dave Benz in the middle of a thought Dave Benz was having and said, can we talk about the defense that Anthony Edwards just played? Now, he got torn up a little bit when he was guarding Harrison Barnes, but everyone got torn up when they were guarding Harrison Barnes. I think that's one of the other reasons that Jaden McDaniels didn't play as much. He was getting beat by Harrison Barnes, and I think that at that point, Chris Finch said, well, if Harrison Barnes is going to kill us, we might as well get Wancho's offense and rebounding in there. Because Wancho's a better rebounder than Jaden McDaniels. Probably a little bit better of an offensive player, but it's close. Speaking of Jaden... 19 minutes. Shot 2 of 5 from the field. He picked up 5 rebounds. He did have a block. He also had 5 personal fouls in those 19 minutes. So he was in foul trouble in this game. Another big reason that Wancho played more minutes. But he just he did not have a good game. He was struggling uh, to defend a lot of the guys on the Kings, especially when he was matched up. He was matched up with Buddy Heald sometimes. Uh, he was matched up with De'Aaron Fox at various points. And again, he was matched up a lot with Harrison Barnes, who was giving them fits. As was Rashawn Holmes, by the way, uh, giving them fits except when Carl Anthony Towns was guarding him. So, I thought that the decision to go away from Jaden is not something I would have thought would work, but it did because Wancho was awesome. And I'm sure Jaden will go back to playing, you know, 28 minutes again in the next game. Josh Okoge got to play 19 minutes, and he was a minus 16. I didn't really think he was that bad, but apparently he was as far as the plus-minus goes. He shot two or three from the field, made both of his free throws, so he got to six points, three rebounds, and a steal. I thought it was just sort of a normal Josh Okoge day. He didn't do a lot because he never does a lot. But he, you know, played some solid defense and made some nice cuts. And I thought it was a regular Josh Okoge day. And finally, let's talk Carl Anthony Towns, who really, he was the team's best player, not not surprisingly. 8 of 18 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3 point, 5 of 5 from the line, 23 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, And 4 offensive rebounds, only... One turnover and two personal fouls. Really, an impressive game from him, and you can tell he likes playing with D'Angelo Russell. He also had a lot of fun uh, instigating or initiating offense, and I thought that was something that was really impressive from Cat in this game. Was the way he initiated the offense, and you know, defensively he was really solid too. I thought. He's made big strides in that department this year. I think we'll continue to see them as the year goes on. So here's to that. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, I talked about him a ton in the last podcast, so I won't talk about him too much there. If you want to hear, I I gave a lot of big picture, what I think of Carl Anthony Towns' thoughts back then. The Knicks aren't going to get him. That's the summary of it. Unless they want to give up their entire, you know, every draft pick they own for the rest of history. Uh <laughs> but yeah, that's not happening. So, anywho. Cat is awesome. Cat and Dilo together could be awesome. I mean, we're one game in. So don't don't get too excited, but don't feel too nervous cuz it looks really good. It was very encouraging. And they got to win. So, enjoy it. Enjoy the winning if it if it continues. Enjoy The victory they just got. Also want to shout out a couple other players here. I I did not mention the other point guards. Uh, Ricky Rubio, he was okay. He was pretty good defensively. Uh, He did have five assists, but otherwise had a, a sort of a rough day. Jordan McLaughlin played 19 minutes, and he had eight points, two assists, and nothing else. So he was okay, too. He was, I, I think, a little better than Ricky Rubio because he's able to initiate offense, uh, create a little bit for himself. Uh, I, I just think he's he's a better shooter, and that and that helps a lot. And uh, Jarrett Culver played six minutes. Both times Jarrett Culver got put in the game. The, the second time was hilarious. He got put in the game. They uh, isolated him defensively and then immediately scored on him, and Chris Finch was like, Screw that. He's out. <laughs> so he he went down, got blocked. He, he drove into the basket. He got blocked by Hassan Whiteside because he tried to shoot a layup over Hassan Whiteside. Go figure. And then immediately, other side, they isolate him on defense. He gets burned, and they say, and Finch just pulled the plug. It was uh, two possessions. He played about 40 seconds in his second run there, and he was bad. He was very bad in this game. Uh, Jake Lehman also got on the floor for like two minutes, and he wasn't horrible in those two minutes. He was actually kind of useful, but you know it was, it's not even really worth talking about. And again, Ed Davis and Jared Vanderbilt didn't play. Um, Jalen Noel, we talked about in the last game, he got his ankle rolled over. He was out in this game again, so hopefully he will be back soon. We have no timetable on him. We only know that he's out. And I think it's not supposed to be long-term. I haven't seen anything, any updates on that. But if you want updates on that, be sure to follow us over at at HBWolves on Twitter. And follow me on Twitter at BeefStew69, T U sixty nine. And, of course, be sure to check us out over at Hoop-Ball.com. All the basketball content you're looking for, DFS, Fantasy, other team podcasts like this one and betting content as well all over there at hoop-ball.com enjoy the win folks so glad d'angelo russell's back it sucks about malik beasley it really sucks but let's enjoy d'angelo russell while he's back and before Garrison rosas inevitably decides to trade him in the offseason season Again, folks, I'm Stuart Burkhardt. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. This has been a hoop ball presentation.